You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Good day, and welcome to the MSP Zone. Today, we're going to have uh, another conversation with our old friends over at LogMeIn. We're going to be talking about work from home. We're going to be talking about security, cybersecurity, the role of MSPs. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. It's going to be a jam-packed conversation. And uh, as always, we're going to be um, referencing this all with an an angle or a lens towards the practicing managed service provider and what you can do and what you should be doing in order to be safer, uh, both for your practice, but also safer and better equipped to service your customers. And that's, uh, you know, what we do here at MSP Alliance and at the MSP Zone. So um, I'm pleased, uh, as always, to have our old friend, uh, Rebecca Stone, uh, joining us uh, again. Uh, Rebecca, welcome back to the MSP Zone. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to join you today to dive into a little bit more cybersecurity, um, the trends going on, and how MSPs can help their clients. Absolutely. So I, 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 I'm going to, we got a lot to talk about. I'm, I think you might have some, uh, maybe some updates uh, on, on what's been going on um, over there and, and maybe some new MSP newsworthy items. We'll get to that later in, in the episode. But I want to talk about this, um, you know, to set the stage for, for the, everybody listening out there. You know, we, we've talked about, you and I have talked in the past episode or so um, about, you know, cybercrime and work from home. And I, I feel like now we're, we passed, I think, the, the one-year mark maybe a couple weeks ago when all of this, you know, just started happening and we, we started to really lock down. And I feel like after 12 months, we've really had some opportunity to understand what's going on. And this, this, uh, this statistic from, I, I think it's from the, uh, the FBI, uh, came out that since the pandemic, uh, ransomware attacks have gone up 148% since the start of COVID-19. So somewhere in the in the first quarter of 2020. That's a huge spike. What do you, I mean, what what are your thoughts on that, first of all? Yeah, I think, I think what we saw and are, you know, still seeing some of the ramifications from are really cyber criminals identifying an opportunity with you know, employee employers sending employees home and um, having remote work environments. Um, in addition to you know that stat, we we saw that cybercrime reports from the FBI's Crime Complaint Center quadrupled. Um, so it, it's it's definitely a trend that we saw with people beginning to work from home. Um, as I think that you know when you work from home, it introduces a lot of new attack vendors sectors that. Um, you know, businesses weren't prepared to deal with uh, on a, you know, such short notice. And there's, I mean, so that that statistic alone was was pretty, you know, alarming. And I, I think we've all known it, uh, you know, just to see it, you know, uh, proven out by a, an actual government agency, you know, is, is another thing altogether. But there's another statistic here that, that uh, 
I'm looking at, which is that 43% of cyber attacks are targeted at small businesses. I, I remember not that long ago when it was predominantly the large enterprise, which was the target because they had the deep pockets. They were the ones that would, they had the stuff that was valuable. This has really changed. I mean, the, the market in the last maybe three to five years has changed remarkably in terms of the economics of, of, of cyber criminals and, and what they're really going after. Your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, we're seeing a lot more cyber criminals um, doing more widespread approaches. Um, so not so much, you know, targeting just those big guys, but looking to target many small business, businesses with, you know, one, one attack. Um, so therefore, we've seen the number of um, cyber crime against small businesses increasing. I think um, this is also coupled with the fact that cyber criminals have realized that, um, you know, although there may be a bigger payday from just attacking one large enterprise, uh, since small businesses tend not to have the same security protocols um, as those larger enterprises, uh, they can actually be a lot more successful. Um, by going after those small businesses. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that we've seen uh, that trend increasing over the last few years and, you know, really take off with that increased number of cyber threats in 2020 and into 2021. No, no doubt something that, you know, a, a major cause of what's been keeping MSPs globally so busy over the last 12 plus months. I, I've got a list of things. I'm just going to, you know, in no particular order, I'm going to just go through them, hit them one by one, and get your perspective on where we are with those individual issues and how MSPs and their customers ought to be uh, maybe dealing with it, um, you know, as a profession. So, you know, for, first one is work from home has brought up a whole host of, of lifestyle you know, uh, people moving, the type of homes that, I mean, it just has such a ripple effect, this, this pandemic. But one of the things is Wi-Fi, right? Home Wi-Fi specifically, and maybe even some public Wi-Fi, I suppose, if, if you're an MSP or a customer that's, you know, getting out of the house as, as people have wanted to do in during the pandemic, and they go to a, a coffee shop or a Starbucks, and they go onto a public Wi-Fi. Where does, where does the home slash public Wi-Fi issue um you know how do we address that issue now that we're into 2021 yeah i think i think what's unique about this is it, it, it has existed in passing you know, people have been working from home uh but now you know the proportion of people who rely on their own wi-fi networks in order to you know successfully complete their jobs has increased dramatically and i think i think one of the areas that causes concern from a cybersecurity perspective is that those home Wi-Fi networks are really outside of the control of the organization. Um, so it's, you know, as a employer, it's difficult for you to tell if your employees have locked down their Wi-Fi with a strong password, or, you know, even if they've turned on uh, password protection for their Wi-Fi. Um, so it's really impossible for you to have visibility into, um, you know, who else is on the same network that your employees are also using to to do their job. So, so that it brings up in my in my mind a very closely related issue of of the devices that being used for business work, 
which are if if we suddenly shifted, you know, around this same time frame, you know, one year ago, literally, uh, from you know doing what we used to do to almost you know most of the planet going to a remote work, you know, environment. You now had people using home or public Wi-Fi, and you had a lot of users who didn't yet have authorized and appropriated um, work devices. So they were actually at home on their mobile phones, their personal phones, and on their personal laptops or computers conducting business. What have we learned in the last 12 months about that? And is that still a threat, in your opinion? I, I think that, you know, the whole pandemic gave a whole new meaning to bring your own device. Um, you know, we saw things such as, you know, who, kids running school applications on their parents' work computers um, or, you know, family members borrowing uh, mom or dad's work computer to complete some task for, um, you know, school or job or things like that. Um, I think even working from home with your, your roommates or family members it always begs the question of who else has access uh, to those devices um, and how do you uh, ensure that, you know, they're being used appropriately and for um, their purpose. Uh, so I think, I think this is an area that, um, you know, businesses are still trying to reckon with and trying to figure out the best way to um, keep tabs on these computers and devices when they aren't physically in the office. It, so, I mean, I, I think that this is, you know, BYOD has always been a recurring discussion point for MSPs. It, I, mean, I remember it in MSP world 10 years ago, we were talking about BYOD. Should you do it? Should you not do it? I remember MSP saying, well, I'm, I'm never going to support BYOD because we can't control it. I don't know if that's a legitimate position for MSPs. I, I honestly don't because um, it, it's so omnipresent, right? Everybody's doing it. And that, and that kind of leads us to the next uh, point, which is the, the traditional perimeter, right? The, the network IT perimeter uh, is, is largely gone. It's dead. Or if it's not dead, it's, it's been blown up. And this is not new because I, I've heard this going back years, you know, people in the security sector would tell me, oh, well, the, the, the IT security perimeter is is no longer it's changing right because and that was mostly from a from a mobility standpoint but the pandemic really did you know something it pushed it even further what what are your thoughts on where the the network perimeter stands today and and how does that impact msps yeah i think i think with the move to remote work and people leaving the office um and you know employee employers tasked with supporting their remote workforce um i think it's almost inevitable that, you know, they have to be prepared for sensitive data to leave the perimeter. Uh, businesses no longer have that secure per- perimeter to protect and need to start taking into account the items and data that is being downloaded onto home computers um, and really factoring uh, that into their security posture. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how this trend evolves uh, moving forward. But I do think that um, with the, you know, push for remote work and the fact that remote work is here to stay, we're going to see that, you know, data perimeter really expand um, and, and be more than just the office uh, for, for uh, long term. 
Yeah, and that that you bring up an interesting point, which is, and I agree with it, which is, I I don't think even as we we open up, you know, people are, you know, hopefully getting vaccinated. Uh, you know, we're going to be going out and hopefully resuming our normal lives. Um, you know, soon. Uh, I don't I don't think that remote remote work is going to leave us. Uh, not not because we don't want to, but because we've proved that it could work, right? I don't think 10 years ago had the pandemic hit us, right? With the, that, what, H1N1, whatever, whatever that was, the bird flu. I, I don't think that we would have had the same, I, I can't believe I'm saying this about the pandemic, but we would, I'm glad we had a pandemic now, last year when we had the capability, the technology to do it more easily than we would have 10 years ago, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I agree that I think the the work from home is here to stay. I think like what I've seen and, you know, heard in the market is that, uh, you know, employers, employees love it because they have the flexibility um, to really choose the exact destination where they want to live, um, maybe reduce commute time, save more time to spend with their family. Um, and then also, I think from the employer perspective, uh, you know, this year has forced us to prove that can work. Uh, we've seen productivity actually increase, you know, throughout the pandemic. Um, so I, I think that it's going to be something that is going to be here to stay and that we'll see um, businesses adjust to um, in order to secure their cybersecurity infrastructure long term moving forward. Yeah. And, and so this brings us kind of to the last bullet point of of the applications or tools being used. And, and one of the reasons that, you know, I, that last comment I made about, you know, we couldn't have gone through a global pandemic and a shutdown like we did last year without the use of web applications. Well, like mostly, you know, not all, but a lot of the common applications today are web-based. And so it made it a lot easier. That, but that but they also need to be managed, right? So just because they're a SaaS application doesn't mean that the MSP can't and shouldn't be managing them. What th- that to me is a big, big issue moving forward that the MSPs need to uh, to get their their arms around. What say you? Yeah, I agree. I think you know visibility into who has access to those web applications uh, is critical for cybersecurity, uh, especially in the remote work environment when. Uh, you know, you're onboarding and offboarding people remotely. Um, so you want to ensure that the only people who require access to those applications for their jobs are the people that actually can access them. Um, so I think that lack of visibility, especially in the remote work environment, is crucial uh, for MSPs. Um, you know, the last thing you want is, you know, one of your clients, employees, leaving the company with access to critical business information. Um, that that's just a risk that's completely avoidable. Well, uh, so I mean, you're, you're no um, you're no stranger to this. This is what you guys do over there uh, at Logman, and specifically the the LastPass uh, group. Um, it seems like password management uh, access technology that controls uh, how people access applications and tools that are commonly used uh, is is right at the center. It's right at the crossroads of of uh, of smart you know, best practice driven data protection and security. Um, I, I'd like to think that MSPs have, you know, definitely hit the, um, 
crossed the barrier in terms of majority of MSPs are using this. I'm curious to know, you know, in the last 12 months or so, have you seen or do you have any data on, you know, maybe what the end user, the non-MSP community is doing in terms of their adoption and pickup of, of uh, technologies like LastPass? Yeah, I think I think with, you know, some of the changes that we were just talking about um, in the market, uh, you know, the increased number of cyber threats, cyber threats impacting more small businesses, um, and then also the fact that actually cyber attacks are becoming more and more expensive for businesses uh, year over year. Uh, couple all that together, and we've actually, you know, seen a reprioritization in terms of cybersecurity uh, with many businesses. Um, so, you know, in previous years, cybersecurity perhaps was nice to have. Um, but now we're seeing it as a top priority for many businesses um, because they are realizing uh, the cost and the impact and the you know breadth of attacks that their their businesses um, are you know faced with. Um, so I think I think there's been a huge shift um, that we've seen, uh, particularly amongst um, as we were talking about small businesses. Cybersecurity is something that enterprises have recognized and been, um, you know, actively working against for a while now. But now small businesses, as they're becoming more of a target, are also, you know, making those prioritization decisions. But but the good news, though, is if, you know, to, to put everyone's attention on this, is that the, these technologies exist, right? The, like password management, like LastPass, are, are very accessible they don't cost a lot and and they're easy to use and they have immeasurable uh, security and other benefits uh, when when used in a, in the proper way um, so it's not like these these solutions to these risks are out of our reach yeah and and we've actually seen I think a lot of the MSPs that we partner with um, actually take these different solutions that solve these challenges um, and, you know, kind of package them together for their clients. Um, so MSPs are kind of adjusting to these trends by creating and building a security package uh, to better support their clients. Um, so looking to combine um, multiple different security services to really create a recommended bill of services uh, to provide clients. Um, that is easy to understand, easy for the clients to grasp, and simple for the you know the MSPs to uh, roll out. So, so you you see a lot of your partners uh, who are MSPs starting to just create security packages that are bundled products that they they resell and or embed into their service offering. Yeah, yep, that's definitely means something we've been seeing. I think more and more um, as these trends have picked up. So, so uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the program, but you know, obviously, uh, for, for for those of you who don't know, I mean, uh, LogMeIn is a fairly large organization. You guys do a lot of stuff. You've created a lot of products. Um, can you can you tell us anything that uh, might be of interest to the MSP community about things that you guys have been working on, initiatives, uh, anything, anything that you're allowed to tell us? Yeah. So. Um so log me in. We have a bunch of different products uh, that support uh, MSC partners. Um, specifically, I, I kind of work on the LastPass product, which is our uh, password management, uh, single sign-on and multi-factor authentication solution. 
Um, and we've been working really closely with our MSP partners uh, to develop a roadmap that I think um, I'm really excited about. And I think uh, it's really built to solve some of the needs that we've been hearing from our partners. Um, so this includes, you know, items such as a simpler um, MSP admin experience, uh, easier to, you know, do critical tasks for their clients all in that one central dashboard. Um, in addition to offering the ability to sell um, our, our reseller multi-factor authentication solution to clients. Um, so in the last best side, we have a few exciting uh, things com coming up in the next few months uh, for our MC partners. Um, across LogMeIn, um, like I mentioned, we have many different products that um, support MSPs. Um, so everything from collaboration uh, with our GoToConnect, GoToMeeting, and GoToWebinar solution uh, to our remote solutions, including things like LogMeIn Central, um, Pro, GoToMyPC, um, are all uh, areas that, you know, we aim to help um, our partners and MSPs to meet the needs of their clients. That's great. And, and there's, pro I mean, you know, people, you know, who only hear about LastPass, again, you know, you, you guys do so much stuff. There's, I, I know there's a lot of MSPs out there who use a lot of other LogMeIn products. So um, you, you guys have a pretty good perspective and, and, and probably penetration into the global MSP market at, at, you know, at at least one product level, if not multiple product levels. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're lucky to work with a bunch of different MSPs and get to understand their business um, pretty well. So we can continue to innovate our products to meet their needs and requirements and, and solve the problems that we're seeing, you know, in the marketplace evolve. Um, so MSPs can be at the forefront of delivering the best solutions uh, for their clients. Well, Rebecca, I appreciate you coming coming onto the program again, sharing uh, sharing what you guys have been up to. Um, there's clearly no no shortage of work uh, for the MSP to do. Um, you know, I, I still think that if the MSPs, you know, I remember five six years ago, we were at the starting. Uh, edge of this battle to get uh, massive education out there about using password management, right? That we just thought that that was something that needed to be done. And I think the MSPs have, have, have won that battle. Um, there might be some, some holdouts out there, but I think it's largely uh, been, been won. I now think the, the next big battle is getting their customers to start using this. And I, I think that that maybe hopefully it won't take five more years, but I, I do believe that that's an area of, of significant improvement that, you know, once we, once we get it, you know, maybe if you want to look at like the vaccination, right. Once you get password management multi-factor out to the end users and using it uh, consistently, I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of these cyber attacks, ransomware attacks really start to, to, to decrease. At least that's my hope. I think, you know, when 80% of uh, data breaches, um, I think that was from the last, Verizon data breach report uh, are due to, um, you know, weaker reused passwords. Um, password management is a great start for MSCs working with their clients to reduce that risk of cyber threat. Um, so I think, I think for, you know, especially those small business customers or clients who aren't quite sure where to start with cybersecurity, uh, password management is a great fit to reduce a lot of their risk uh, without, you know, um, putting too much burden on end users. 
Yeah, does doesn't cost a lot, easy to use, has immeasurable security benefits. So if you're not using it as an MSP, start it today, start it yesterday. If you don't have a lot of your customers who are using that, that's a good area for you to have a conversation because they should, um, because if they're not using a password management solution, chances are they're either writing it down on a sticky or they got it someplace worse that's not really secure. So, um, Rebecca, thank you very much for coming back on the MSP Zone. Hope you come back in the near future and anytime you have uh, updates uh, to talk to us about, we, we always love having you on. Thank you for having me. Hope everyone has a great day. And until next time, this is Charles Weaver with the MSP Zone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.